Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about, um, in its most basic form I guess, we're talking about quality over quantity, but there's a little bit more to it than that, isn't there Tara, when you sort of thought about what this episode was going to entail? Yeah, look, I wanted to discuss the idea of things that we could buy less frequently if we bought better quality. So I love the idea of one-off purchasing or single-time purchasing, but a lot of items won't last a lifetime. So Hmm. I wanted us to discuss things that you could buy that potentially might last a lifetime or might last a really long time. Yeah. If you buy well. So just, I guess, exploring the idea of less but better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, quality over quantity, I guess, is probably a good way to describe that. And a sort of intentional, mindful way of buying um, as well. So thinking about more than just can I afford it and do I want it? We're thinking about how long is it going to last as well. Yeah. And because... A lot of the time we, we, obviously, you and I are talking about decluttering items and letting go, and we do mention, you know, acquiring with intention, but I guess part of the exercise is to stop that nonstop churn of items coming in and out. Like it's great if you're decluttering and letting things go, but if you keep bringing stuff in and have to keep decluttering, you're just on that hamster wheel for the rest of your life. So if you can Mm. slow down bringing stuff in, um, still acquire things when you need them, but really intentionally and good quality so that the decluttering doesn't become a big deal anymore. It doesn't have to happen as frequently. Yeah. And usually the first argument that comes up when we talk about buying quality is the cost of quality. So Mm -hmm. quite a lot of people have responded to my posts or my comments about buying paying full price for thing, things, which is a slightly different argument, uh, but paying for high quality things uh, is they say, I can't afford it. Like I just can't afford to buy the expensive thing. And a lot of people can't, you know, when you live week to week to spend, you know, $180 on a pair of pants that you know is a good idea because you know they're going to last you 15 years and you know that you're going to wear them to work every day for 15 years and you're going to get your money's worth out of them. But finding $180 or $190 in your account to actually buy something like that when you have food to buy and electricity to pay for and all of that, it's virtually you know impossible for some people. So the money argument, the money thing can be a, a real disincentive or an obstacle to to buying quality um, a lot of the time and that is it's it's a valid concern Uh, there are some ways that you still can buy quality if you have a low income but it's definitely not as easy yeah and it's really hard because quite often people that have less money to spend on things end up buying the cheaper options which is completely understandable Mm. but then they are the same people that will often buy things again and again and again and the thought that comes to my head is cheap cookware like saucepans or fry pans that are really thin really rubbish quality um you know and you buy them and you cook in them a few times and 
their Teflon starts peeling off or they get really burnt or whatever it is. Um, and so you chuck them and you buy another $15 fry pan and then that lasts you three months and then you throw it and you buy another $15 fry pan. Mm. And at the time, $15 doesn't seem like a big deal, but um, over years and decades, if you had bought a better quality pan to start with, you would have ended up spending a lot less money. So it's really hard because, yeah, mm. uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and this is actually where someone said to me once, I was sort of talking about uh, in social media at some point, talking about Afterpay and mm-hmm. those other um, sort of credit services, I guess, and I was sort of saying, you know, that what it does is it makes people overspend and then someone commented that it's actually been really good for her because it means that she could buy those higher quality items and pay for it over amount of time well, I mean and lay-by has already always existed so there's always been the opportunity to put something on lay-by or layaway, depending on where you're from um, but I think that you know the afterpay and other services like that have actually made high quality things just that little bit more accessible for people because they don't have to they can have the item and um, immediately and then sort of pay it off obviously there are definite traps (laughs) with that and Mm. there are hefty hefty fees and fines but if you can use it properly and if you can avoid paying the fines or the fees or whatever it is that they charge then that is a a way to actually get um, some quality stuff because you know this this person said to me you know I would love to to buy my kids the $150 school shoes that I know is going to last them you know a year or two but I can't because I don't have that money. So I have to buy the $20 target ones and then the $20 target ones in three months after that and then three months after that, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the money just isn't there at the time to buy them. And um, and that's a perfectly sort of valid point. But I, like I said, even though it's not easy, there are ways and, and you know, lay-by and, and afterpay could be a way of switching to quality. And then, yeah, you, you do actually pay less, often pay less in the long run. Yeah, and I think that's great for things that are time sensitive. But um, mm. otherwise, I guess part of the purpose of this show is not to suggest that you go find all the cheap things in your home and throw them out and replace <laughs> them. Just that maybe when you notice things are wearing or you think, yep, look, my next round through the wardrobe, that will probably go because I haven't worn it or I need to replace that pair of jeans because they've got a hole or whatever it is Mm. I guess we just want to plant the seed about you searching for a longer lasting option and think about that repetitive purchasing cycle so that next time I guess you either plan ahead and save the money or you use something like afterpay to buy the better quality item and then have it last you longer term yeah yep and so so, yeah that's what we're talking about is that that whole having something that lasts and um, we've got lots of examples to go through actually of of ways that you might be able to think about the the um the one time or the lifetime or the as long as possible lasting purchases instead of the um constant repetitive replacement of things so yeah we've got quite a few that we can go through yeah so we opened this chat up in our facebook community when this was just an idea percolating in my brain i popped it in there because I was, I had a few things in mind and I thought, yeah, look, is that enough to make a show on? So I wrote a quick post and said, you know, 
any suggestions from other people of things that they've bought or things they know of that they paid more but lasted a long time or lasted a lifetime. And it became such a fascinating thread. Um, so after this episode, please go and check it out and add to it if there's things that we don't cover in this um, little chat that you think mm-hmm. um, you'd like mentioned, definitely go in there and, and jot it on the list. But um, for me, the obvious place to start is the kitchen because that's probably where I spend most of my money, <laughs> buying kitchen stuff. So one thing that stands out for me is kitchen knives and that's because I have bought a lot of cheap knives in my lifetime and I remember buying some coloured ones at one point. I'm not going to throw any brand names out there but they were brightly coloured. They looked really cool but they were pretty cheap and I remember people coming to my house and I was cutting cheese for a cheese board or something and like the blue paint from the knives as I was slicing the cheese there was like these blue flecks going down the cheese and I was like this isn't this isn't fancy stilted this isn't blue cheese this is just cheddar that now has flakes of blue paint in it that's coming off my knives as I'm cutting the cheese and I was like okay it's time Tara it's time to step it up so um I've only recently bought a good set of knives and now I'm at the point where I didn't buy any like a um, steel or any kind of sharpener. So I'm contemplating whether I take them to get sharpened mm. um, or I buy something to sharpen them. But I feel like I'm too uncoordinated to sharpen them myself. <laughs> I'd either have to get my husband to do it. Possibly, but you don't. I've got a little sharpener that is really idiot proof. And it's is not. Is that the one you run? You just run yeah. between the things. It's got yeah. the steels overlapping. Yeah, I've seen those. sort of like that. Yeah, and um, and there's three of them. So there's like a coarse, and then a medium, and then a fine. And so you mm-hmm. run it through the three of them. And that's it's actually a stone. Uh, so you got to have it wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that actually works quite well. I, obviously, a professional would do a far better job with a um, what's it called? What's the sharpening? Yeah, a steel. <laughs> A steel, that's it. I'm making the hand, those of you, you can't see me, obviously. Tara can see me, but I'm making the hand movements with my hand. Yeah, steel. So it's not, I think a professional with a steel would do a much better job than, than what my my sharpener does. But it actually, it works fairly well. There's a guy in Adelaide, I think it's, that will come to your house and do your sharpening for you. I think it's Adelaide. There might be a few places as well, like a portable sharpener who will actually come around and do sharpen all of your bits and pieces your scissors and all kinds of things oh I like that mm. well and see this is the thing like I thought about other than just the the colored knives that was flaking off in my food <laughs> I had gone through heaps of knives I'd broken knives when I'm trying quite often it's that I'm trying to pry off a piece of frozen bread you know like I've got oh, yes. a whole loaf out of the freezer <laughs> and I just want one slice of bread and I've got my knives in there and I'm trying to chisel it away and I'll yep. snap a knife or I'll you know like there's so many instances where I've just destroyed my knives and I was like okay it's time it's time to step up buy good ones but and then so I spent probably way too long like months researching knives and brands and whether I wanted ones with separate handles that are riveted on or did I want all one piece of you know Mm -hmm. metal blah 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 anyway when you start comparing the costs over the lifetime 
I can't, if I never buy another set of knives and I only pay to get these sharpened, these will be so much cheaper than replacing yeah. knives at the rate that I you was keep before. breaking. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, I did the same. I decided to have like um, I did it a, a fair while ago now, but yeah, I said that's it. I don't want. But actually, we had some, you know, those stay sharp ones mm-hmm. like that would had the stone like the little holder with the stone inside it. We had a set of those that I think mick got when he got married the first time like years ago and they lasted ages and ages but then they stopped sharpening like the actual knives were fine but the actual the things that sharpened them started falling apart and the handle started to go all bally and like the plastic started going gross the actual knives mm-hmm. were fine but that when they started wearing out i thought right that's it i want to buy like a really good knife and because I wanted to spend a lot, I just put it on my birthday list. <laughs> so I just said, like, Mum, if you want an idea for my birthday, I want a really good chef's knife. And she bought me a really good chef's knife, and it's fantastic. And that's what I sharpen now regularly. And um, and then I've acquired another good quality chef knife since then. So I've got two nice, big quality, good quality chef knives. And then I got a couple of free knives with my Thermomix. Mm-hmm. And they're surprisingly good quality as well. So I've kept those ones and they sharpen really well. And that's pretty much all my knives. So moving on from knives, another big thing that was mentioned in our community, and this was one of the things that I guess prompted my thought about buying things once, was fry pans and mm. or like Dutch ovens or, you know, little any kind of saucepan or cook pots that you put on the stove and the difference between cheap nasty teflon ones or just cheap ones in general versus more expensive is insane like the life of them is just when you Mm. start cooking with a thick bottomed quality pan firstly i had to change the way i cooked because yeah that's my concern (laughs) yeah i i had to adapt and that takes time but i don't think I don't think I'll ever buy another pot in the rest mm. of for the rest of my life. All of the ones I have now all have lifetime warranties. Mm. And so again, took me a lot of time to research and decide on colors and stuff like that. <laughs> but I guess the other thing I had to weigh up um and this is a thing with cast iron is that there's maintenance involved. Yeah. So yeah. Um, rather than throwing them in your sink with your normal dish soap and giving them a scrub, there's a bit more maintenance um, and you have to season them or keep them seasoned. If they rust, you've got to kind of remove the rust and then re-season and that kind of stuff. But, oh, it's so worth it. I think it's, like I said to my kids, I've got more fry pans than I need. I think I've got four. (laughs) (laughs) So I've said to the kids, oh, two of these will probably, you'll get one each for your, you know, Mm glory boxes or you'll take them with you to your first houses they can't imagine they'll ever move out let alone one of my fry pans but um i love the idea that i i don't think i'll ever have to buy another fry pan or yeah. pot in the rest of my life that's a nice i thought i'm not the same i've i've had sort of i've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with teflon and i know it's not particularly safe and you know, there's lots of people that say it's not good for you at all and it's dangerous and all that. And I'm aware of that, but I do, I do love the convenience of them. And I have had, I have been in that cycle of buying them, not every few months, but I have had to replace, 
you know, my, my Teflon fry pans. Uh, one of the many, one I've had for oh, two years now and that's fine. But I think there's the other one I've had to replace a couple of times. But I just, I'm in that kind of dilemma as well of I, I kind of want to get a really good quality cast iron, but I'm not sure that I'm ready for the other changes that I have to make. Mm-hmm. So it's on my radar, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't sort of taken the plunge quite yet. My friend Justine is a huge fan of cast iron and um, the uh, Le Creuset, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm that those brands she's a huge fan and so I, I hear her talking about them a lot and every time she does I'm like oh yeah I really should <laughs> I'll get her to help me but she gets them from op shops so mm-hmm. she is always on the lookout for really like those kinds of brands she watches out for them at the op shops and she's had some amazing bargains like f- with this good quality because because like, like as we're saying this stuff lasts forever and mm-hmm. so people when they get rid of it, it it's perfectly fine to keep using it you know so she actually finds them in secondhand places and we'll be talking a little bit later about appliances and um, a couple of appliances are the same she's she's found them in op shops and they've been in excellent condition and then they're not really expensive i find that a lot of people will let go of cast iron pans and pots as they get older because they are really heavy Heavy. so i know um talking to my nana she always swore by them but then um, when her wrists started getting weaker, she f- she found that she couldn't pick up a fry pan with one hand anymore. Mm. Um, and there are times, like if I have a, a big fry pan full of food yeah. and I've got to like carry it and then turn it on its side and scoop it, it's like yeah. a, you know, you need someone you need to help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so a couple of the brands that were mentioned uh, in the Facebook group, there was Rayco or Rako, I don't know how you would pronounce that, um, and Solid Techniques is another one that um, I've heard of as well that's very good. I ended up buying um, a French brand called Store, which, and a lot of that was based on the colour because I wanted mine to be black on the inside Ooh. because I know a lot of the Le Creuset ones are... The um, white enamel kind of. White enamel Ooh. finish on the inside. And so if you're cooking curries and... Tomato dishes, deep red tomato dishes. I Mm. think over time, like not instantly, but over time, there can be some discoloration, and that's fine. But I really wasn't a fan of that. I wanted Mm. mine to look the same. If I was buying long term and spending that much money, I wanted them to look good Mm. the next fifty years. So I wanted ones black that were black on the inside. So I ended up buying Staub. But um, yeah, do your research. There's some really phenomenal things out there, and. Like I said, a lot of them have lifetime warranties as well. So mm. check that out because that's kind of peace of mind. If you're spending, you know, between $250 and $400 on a pot, yeah. um, you know, it's a, that's a lot of money. So if you know that if it breaks or it damages or it chips or something that you can get it replaced without too much hassle, then then that's good peace of mind. Yep. Um, all right, so I kind of mentioned appliances, and so we can talk about a couple of appliances now as well. Uh, I think the one that Justine found at an op shop cheap was a KitchenAid, a vintage KitchenAid, which works, you know, brilliantly. And so that's one of the ones that will last a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can see them when you go into older people's houses, KitchenAids from the 70s and 80s yeah. and you know, and some of the cool retro colours that were out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I have a, I have a KitchenAid as well. 
I never entered the Thermomix zone. That's something you can maybe talk about, Beck. But, um, again, I had gone through a couple of different mixes or, you know, the hand beaters for, you know, blending cakes or whipping, you know, batters and that kind of stuff and burnt out heaps of those. And then at some point I just thought enough's enough, I need to step it up. Mm. So, um, but again, it's all, all this stuff. I think I've, I've loved cooking, you know, for the last 20 years and it's been like bit by bit, like really gradual incremental going through and turning things over in my kitchen. And when it's time to replace, trying to buy the best I can afford at that time. Um, it certainly wasn't, I didn't go out and <laughs> refurb my entire kitchen with pricey appliances and, um, things like that. So, so tell me about the Thermomix cause that's a pretty, that's a pretty hefty oh, yeah. cost as well. I still don't understand why, how I spent so much money on one thing, <laughs> um, but I did, I saved up a long time and basically I had, because they're about well just under two thousand dollars and so it's a lot of money and I said to I I sort of heard about them from uh, a friend and uh actually I had a I had a walk with that friend this morning um Hannah if you're listening you were the first person that told me about Thermix and she was a big fan and this was years ago and then I went to a demonstration and I was like I really want a Thermix because you know it's very inviting when you go to the demonstration and I saved up and I talked to Mick about it and I said I wanted to get the Thermomix and he's like, I don't want to spend that much money on a kitchen appliance. And I was like, okay, I understand that totally. So I'm just going to save it up from out of my own money, like my, what I'd spend on things for me like hair and clothes and going out and all that kind of stuff. So I saved it out of that money. And then I think I got impatient and the last few hundred came out of the family's money because <laughs> I was like, I can't wait any longer. I'm just going to just steal it from the family. So, um, yeah, I saved up over, you know, quite a few months, six months, nine months, something like that. And then I bought it. And I do – we use it every day or or we, we either use it every day or we eat something that's made from it every day. So, like – the mayonnaise is always mayonnaise in the fridge that I've made in it and stuff like that. So it does, it, it is getting used and it is, you know, good quality. It's the way that it's made, it's designed to last a long time. And I don't, I can't remember the whole specifics about it, but it's got something to do with the mechanics in it that they don't um, have, they don't wear on each other or something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally out of my depth here. <laughs> people who <laughs> people who are experts in thermomix are probably going like, "What is she talking about?" Anyway, maybe do your own research because clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. But I have had one for several years, and um, and I do use it, and it did replace quite a few other things. So I found the thermomix to be to be a great great use, and I'm I'm I still like I said I still don't. It's a lot of money when I think about it, but at the same time I'm, I don't regret having one. Hmm. Well, so there's a stack of other items in the kitchen, like there is around the rest of the home, I guess, as well, um, that if you can buy the best quality you can afford at the time, hopefully you don't need to replace them very often. Things like your mortar and pestle, although I have replaced mine (laughs) because (laughs) we moved and I lost. Okay, I'm assuming is the pestle the... I, never, I can never remember which bit is the mortar and which bit. I'm pretty sure the mortar is I'm not even going to try to answer it. I have no and, idea. <laughs> but so the, the, the stabby thingy, <laughs> the bit that you smash into the other bit, I think 
mm-hmm. when it, one of them got packed and, and got wrapped up and I had this lovely marble one and it didn't we got we unpacked in a house at some point and I had the bottom oh. and I didn't have the stubby bit so um and you can't buy them you can't just buy a metal I mean a, sorry marble <laughs> stubby bit I had to buy a whole new one um so I have oh. actually replaced mine but again you buy a good quality one they should last forever so I've got about 50 million other items written down for kitchen so we'll whiz through them so I've got here <laughs> <laughs> refillable salt and pepper grinders that's pretty obvious yeah. use them again and again coffee machines we could probably spend a whole episode talking about coffee machines well, you could I've got no idea well, we don't have one well I don't really drink that much coffee but we've had coffee machines in our life and we've gone from oh uh, yeah see it's a whole nother episode that, <laughs> you know you can go the full whole hog I guess it depends how much of a big coffee drinker you are yeah. and again all I would say is just do your research because they're a yeah. pricey item, even if you're buying at like at the cheaper end of the scale. A, a cheaper coffee machine is still, you know, not just throwaway cash. So mm. doing your research there is really is really critical. But if you get the right kind of coffee machine, I'm sure it would last you a long time. So we would have to also probably mention plasticware or Tupperware, and Tupperware has a lifetime warranty or guarantee which is a good thing so that gives it kind of a I'm going to own this for life kind of status it doesn't last forever um and I know that when we do our estate clearances we often find Tupperware from the 60s and 70s and it's still there and it still works but sometimes it gets that sticky tackiness on the plastic Mm -hmm. so that sort of you know, maybe they don't quite last a whole lifetime, mm-hmm. but they are, they do have that guarantee, which is a good thing. So it means that you're not going to, if it does break, you don't have to buy a whole new container. You can just get the lid replaced or whatever it is um, because they'll do that for you. Yeah. And I still think it's, it's a better option than buying, you know, the multi-pack of Chinese takeout containers and yeah, using sure. them once and chucking them out and, yeah. you know, um, cycling through it that way. But there's lots of really cool options out there now as alternatives to, to Tupperware, yeah. like glass containers glass, with yeah. bamboo lids and seals. And then, you know, mm. if the the seals start to perish, you replace the seal rather than the whole the container. Whole um, mm. So, again, and again, you know, it's some of those things are costly, but you've got to weigh up how often you're turning over the existing mm. plastics in your house. Um, yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, glasses. I actually said to um, my face my my Facebook followers one time that I challenged them to never buy glasses again. No, you like, don't need to or, buy them. You just steal them from the pub. <laughs> <laughs> but so the, didn't say that. <laughs> the one thing that they have, the one thing that we always have an excess of when we do estate clearances and downsizing, the one thing that the op shops always have is glasses yeah and so if you need glasses just it's better to go and get secondhand ones because there is absolutely nothing wrong with them they clearly will last unless you smash them of course but they are going to last unless you you actually drop them they will last and yeah glassware is something that definitely can last a lifetime and we've all got glassware that belonged to parents grandparents I have actually I've got a little sherry glass that was my great grandmother's or great great my great grandmother's 
that they do last. I've got some antique port glasses that I quite like. But I and look, I have to admit, I've bought plenty of glasses in my time, especially champagne flutes, because I have a tendency to break them. <laughs> especially while washing up. That's the problem. Mm, that's when I'll they have get a few broken champagnes and then I'll wash up. <laughs> and I'm not so gentle and they smash against the bottom of your sink or whatever. But I used to feel this need to, if I had six people over that were all having a glass of sparkling wine, to give them all matching glasses. Now I'm oh, like, yeah. you don't care. No, who's looking at that? Who cares? Yeah. This is how we don't drink each other's champagne. You've got the big one. You've got the skinny one. You've got the crystal one. You've got, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, produce bags you've put on the list. So they would be reusable produce bags to avoid using the plastic ones, I assume. Yeah. And yep. like most things, you can buy the really cheap end of the spectrum and they might last you a season, they might last you a year or two, or you can invest in better quality ones, more durable ones. There are some brilliant ones out there made of they've recycled plastic bottles into reusable produce bags and they're really tough and really sturdy so I think if you are buying something um, or replacing something and you can spend five minutes googling to see if there is an option for something that will last longer just do it just Mm. find it out find out the info that kind of leads me on to like shopping bags as well because in South Australia where I live it's been plastic bags have been not illegal but yeah, not not legal, not able to be used for uh, over a decade now and the other states in Australia have um, introduced this plastic bag ban as well. But for a very long time we've had to take our own bags to the supermarket and I just thought it's very normal for us but there will be people listening that are in countries or states or regions where every time they go to the supermarket they get their groceries in separate plastic single-use bags and so one of the things that is possible if you don't know is to take your own bags to the supermarket and get your groceries put into those bags and so you reuse those bags over and over and over again. I've had that uh, a couple of times since being here in the US because I just don't think about it now because in Australia you just put put your bags your your shopping bags on the conveyor belt thing that goes Mm. down or I would walk down past the cashier especially if it's only if I've only got one bag of stuff and pop them there and I know during COVID they can't pack your bags in some places Mm. as well at the moment but I had them sitting there and was busily checking out the candy section at the (laughs) the aisle with the kids and not even looking and they packed all my stuff into plastic bags and I was like, oh, oh. I've got these sitting right there. But it, I, I'm assuming it's just not the done thing. Yeah, they just, well, they just, I didn't, they thought, what's that? What's this stupid bag she's put up here in yeah, front of the groceries? Yeah, why is she her stuff here? <laughs> Get your bag out of the way. Um, um, yeah. Like, oh, and I was too embarrassed to say anything, so I took them all home. And mm. so they will be up, those bags will be up in liners for the next three months probably. Mm. But, yeah, it's. I guess it's. You have to get your head in the mentality of taking shopping bags. And again, you can buy the big plastic shopping bags, but think about the quality of the ones. Because if you're using them every week, if they're carting produce and mm. groceries from the shop to your car, from the car to your house, week in, week out, the cheaper ones will rip, they'll tear, oh. 
Yeah. And you know what? It's no better than buying or using single-use plastic anyway. Yeah. So go heavy yeah, duty, get good buy quality, get something that lasts. Yeah. I've got – I recently had to buy a whole lot of new bags because my old set I had accidentally – I'd bought – like I went, it was the end of the day and I wanted to get prawns and because we were eating them at night, um, I bought, I, I sort of didn't really matter which ones I got and they'd already, the whole deli section had already packed up all of their seafood and everything and they'd put them all into containers instead mm-hmm. of having them loose and you could, so I couldn't actually pick a quantity I wanted, I just had to take one of those containers. So it was in like a plastic takeaway container and these prawns <laughs> and I put them like went through went through the checkouts I put them into the bag and I don't know how it happened but somehow and I also don't know how I didn't notice but somehow prawn juice leaked through all of the bags I don't know how I didn't notice this and then I packed up all my bag I got the prawn juice prawns out put them in the fridge packed up all my bags and I stacked them I put all my bags inside one bag and the mm-hmm. one bag that I put all my other bags inside was the one that the prawn juice leaked in. So, and then I put, <laughs> zipped it up and then I put it in my basket, put the lid on it and left it for a week. So then a week later, oh. I've opened up my basket, pull out my bags. And I've gone, oh my God, what is that smell? And all of my <laughs> bags stank like rotten prawns. It was disgusting. And I was so mad. I had to throw all of them away. I've got one really good quality, expensive, cool bag like for my cold stuff and it's a, it's a I love it it's really big it fits heaps of stuff it fits almost always fits all my cold stuff in in one bag and that one I was like I'm not throwing that out so I washed it and I like scrubbed the handles and all the bits where the smell could get into it and then hung it on the line for a week for it to air out and the smell went away oh and Febrezed it I Febrezed all of the fabric uh, handles as well to get the prawn smell out but then I had to buy new ones so yeah when I bought my new ones um I was looking at the Tyson so I got like canvas ones with proper um the, I just looked at the way that the handles were attached to the bags themselves mm-hmm. and I made sure I got the good better quality ones because I thought yeah I don't want them to just break straight away and the zips break on the the other ones like the cooler bag kind of ones the zips break after a week so yeah get the good mm. ones and they'll last you for ages then and just don't get prawn juice in them. Yeah. That's the that's the big takeaway from today's <laughs> chat. <laughs> um, a couple other things I've got written here. Keep cups and aluminium water bottles. That's pretty self-explanatory. Those kind of items that you use regularly, it's really would be really easy to buy cheap pla- cheaper plastic ones. Um, but if you buy good quality, they're going to last you a lot longer and you won't be replacing them. Yeah. All right, we've gone way too long on this. Um, how does this episode get so long? I think we went off track way too many times. Anyway, so we'll kind of jump through the next few and if you if there's a big demand for a second episode into more, more detail, we'll do one. So linen. Um, so you can buy good quality linen and that will last you forever. Uh, I know that I've bought cheap sheets before and then, you know, three years later Mick has stuck his toe through the you know <laughs> the sheet and then that there we go that has to go uh whereas a nice good quality thick one will um that's much less likely to happen yeah and towels are the same um and as long as i feel like towels end up uh getting chucked out more often because you've spilt bleach on them or, <laughs> yeah 
you know, there's been some other drama. You've they've been recycled to become the dog's towel or something else yeah. rather than that they've actually worn out. Well, they've just faded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like the color anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you upgrade your bathroom and change your bathroom colour and feel like you need different coloured towels or they all want something new. So, yeah, mm. towels, I think, again, buy the best you can afford at the time. Yeah. Woolen blankets, this is a big one. Someone um, was talking about oh, this yeah. in our Facebook group and I completely agree because one of the things my nana gave me as I was moving out of home at the age of 17 and a half was a woolen blanket that she had had for about 40 years. And oh. I've still got that woolen blanket and it go, it's on our spare bed. And it's it's in brilliant condition. It's got the satin stitched around the corners and it's some yep. really garish kind of 60s <laughs> floral mustard and teal print on oh it. My but God, it's kind I love of it. cool. But it's like there's no way this thing will be this will be passed yeah. down. My kids again love it not, um, <laughs> but it won't. It it would be thrown out before it would wear out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, I can't it would be it possibly out. donated to someone who does like loud sixties garish prints like <laughs> yeah. me, um, instead of the kids who think ooh that's gross. Um, yeah, and also uh doona like you can buy cheap doonas and then you can buy expensive doonas and doona i mean um duvet comforter duvet duvet, yeah yeah so we actually have we got one given to us as a wedding present again i put that on my list because i put the expensive things on the list uh that i didn't want to have to pay for myself and i got we got this really good quality woolen doona and it's still going and we're married 19 years next month so it's it's kind of gone yellowish, but it mm-hmm. still works really well and a good dry clean, you know, would probably take away most of that yellowy. But, yeah, it does a really good job and it's because it's, it's high quality. Mm. I'm I just reckon, thinking <laughs> we're going to say the same thing. clothing a separate episode, yeah. shouldn't we? We're going to yeah. say the same, yeah. I was just going to say I think that clothing should be a whole separate episode. Maybe we'll do a fast fashion versus slow fashion episode. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that one can go on our list for fairly soon because it's yeah. quite topical at the moment. Mm. Okay, so next thing is furniture. Yeah. Um, there's Again, there's a lot of comments about this in our Facebook community about people that try and find secondhand furniture or have inherited or had furniture passed down from people in their family and always the older stuff or the more expensive stuff that has that quality about it compared to some of the, and I mean, furniture these Mm. days can be pretty cheap, Um, all the flat pack stuff that you can get. Yeah, even the expensive stuff is a bit cheap, (laughs) like to (laughs) a certain degree. Nasty. Yeah, like it just, I don't know, it's expensive, but it's not necessarily like high, high quality, you know, mm. so. Um, yeah, and so I think the thing is if you're, again, if you're looking for something, if you're going to replace a table or a coffee table, absolutely you can look at buying new, but possibly for the same kind of price you could buy something secondhand or from you know a used furniture store or antique store for a similar price uh, that the quality might be far far superior just because it's been pre-loved but it's like so many things they just don't make them like they used to now I'm starting Mm. to sound like my dad 
But Well, it's true. Your dad is right. There's this thing called planned obsolescence and it exists in so many different things and mm-hmm. we are fighting against it, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so, Beck, I see you've put in the notes here that your dining chairs were a mistake. Yes. I thought what? I was buying good quality ones and they turned out to be not good quality. Like they weren't really expensive. They weren't $800 a chair chairs. But I was buying from like a brand that I thought or a company that I thought was not Ikea or Target and I thought that they would last and they just, they're just, like they look really cool because they've got a vintage vibe to them and so and I love anything vintage. So I love the way they look but they've got really dirty really quickly and I can, there's a couple of them that, you know, when you sit down, you can feel the joints aren't connected anymore inside mm-hmm. the chair under the fabric and so like, mm. Yeah, don't mm. don't buy chess from Matt Blatt. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> can so. Anyway. All right, Adam, maybe they'll send you some replacements. Oh, don't worry, I had a big fight with them already. I've still got two spare ones that we've never used because they send us extras. I'm like, I don't want extra chairs. I don't <laughs> want, I want, like, I want my money back. But anyway, didn't win. Anyway. Uh, outdoor furniture is a good one. Quite often, good quality outdoor furniture requires maintenance. Like you might have to oil it or put some kind of weather protection on it if it's not undercover. But if you do those things, a bit like your cast iron pots, if you treat them right, they'll last you a long time. Yep. Um, Okay, let's run through another list quickly. (laughs) White goods. So a lot of people were saying in the group that, their appliances like washing machines dishwasher all that if you buy like more expensive brand it is worth it because they do last longer i could possibly challenge that i know people have bought expensive brands and they have not lasted but at the same time others have so that one yeah do your research because it is possible to get something that lasts a really long time but it's not a guarantee and the thing i like with white goods is they don't change in style that much like maybe they go from you buy a white one and now everything is stainless steel or it's black or yeah. whatever. But you know, it's not like it's not like and a coffee cares? table that will date, you <laughs> yeah. know, or a, a pair of jeans that might change style rapidly. Or yeah. you know, like your washing machine is your washing machine, your fridge is your fridge. Um, yeah, if it lasts, yeah. that's a great thing. I actually yeah. got a tumble dryer for my 21st birthday, random present. But again, it was on my mm. list because I had moved out of home and I wanted one and I couldn't afford one. And so I put it on my list and I only parted with it last year. <laughs> and I know most people That's think, awesome. I, you know, probably only early 30s. Truth is I am now 40. So that little tumble dryer <laughs> that I got for my 21st birthday almost lasted me 20 years. How good is that? Yeah, that is so cool. I, our dryer is probably close to 20 years old as well, actually. Yeah. It doesn't get used much. That's why it's lasted so long. We are onto our second washing machine, but we're still on our first dryer. Mm. Mm. I guess living in Adelaide, there would not be a lot of need. No. By the time ours, our dryer went, it had fallen off the wall once, thanks to my <laughs> husband's handiwork, uh, and been moved all over the country. So... Yeah, all um, over the world. Yeah. Mm. Vacuum cleaners, this is a bit of a, 
Uh, it's a bit of a grey area. I would swear that better quality or more expensive vacuum cleaners are worth it, but I'm mm. a bit biased because the expensive vacuum cleaners I've bought have lasted me a long time. Yeah. I did that. Like The last vacuum cleaner I bought, I spent, I don't know how much it was. It was six or $700. It was So that was a lot for, for me, but... You know, if you look at the prices of them now, it's not really hideously expensive. But it had a – I liked how it had a five-year warranty and there weren't any – like I couldn't afford a Dyson, so I was avoiding that. Um, but I got this one and, yeah, it has lasted. It's only just now – I think it's eight – at least eight years old and it hasn't fallen – like the the motor still works but just the attachments don't hold together anymore so I'll be vacuuming and the the long stick will all of a sudden fall off <laughs> um so that's sort of <laughs> annoying I have to replace it but I am agonizing over its replacement right now oh, it's part of a bit of a project of you know what do I get I'm thinking of actually getting a cordless vac but I haven't decided mm. and one thing with vacuum cleaners is um quite often if you buy a good quality brand you can get them refurbished so if yeah that's on my list to you, check out as well yeah, have a cordless one and the battery dies. You can get a battery replacement rather than replacing mm. the whole thing. You can get parts and stuff like that. And sometimes it's a way cheaper option rather than replacing a vacuum, say, every eight years or ten mm. years. You might need to replace a part every eight or ten years, but that's yeah, still but not the a whole lot thing. cheaper than replacing well, the whole thing. One of my one of my friends said that she buys cheap vacuum she's been buying cheap vacuums and I don't know how it came up we we're having a discussion about vacuum and she said oh I really need to buy a good brand she said I reckon I kill um my vacuum cleaners after two years <laughs> so like, hers are only lasting two years yeah. but she said but I'm buying ones from Kmart <laughs> and yeah. Target so it's like yeah and so she knew why but um she, she was sort of saying I think I do need to invest in a uh, a better quality one so that I'm not having to rebuy and from an environmental perspective as well you know that's if you buy one that lasts 10 years instead of four um mm-hmm. that like that you use over 10 years just that's that's three you're saving from landfill mm, absolutely so the next few things on our list are pretty self-explanatory rugs you can get mm-hmm. some beautiful rugs you can get some really cheap rugs one of those things that I would say be sensible in your purchasing. Gosh, I sound like an old crusty person tonight. <laughs> but try not to go really faddish. Try not to, you know, you've decided to paint your walls pink so you go a pink rug as well. Mm. If you're not sure if in six months you're going to like pink anymore and you'll change your walls to green. Whatever it is, you know, if you're going to invest the money, buy something that will kind of stand. Yeah. Whether all of the changes in your preferences and your decorating styles and all that stuff. Yeah. So go Mm -hmm. neutral or if you're a loud person and you'll always be loud and you'll always love loud, go loud. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Mattresses, that's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, buy the the best quality you can afford with mattresses for sure. Mm -hmm. Tools. Um, Yeah, tools. I mean, those cheap little... Rusty. These cheap little sets that you get go rusty and all of that, and you may as well buy a decent set and have it last your whole life. Mm-hmm. Electronics uh, was something that came up Ugh. in our group as well, and we did. You just mentioned before about planned obsolescence, and mm. most electronics are built with that in mind. Um, so mm. oh, electronics—that's like a 
minefield. We'd have to discuss that another day because... Yeah. I'd say that you pretty much can't really... You, that buying expensive when it comes to electronics doesn't always relate to longevity. It might relate to the quality at the time, but not longevity. I have my I have an iPad, which is a second gen iPad, so it's like oh, I'll be ten years old this year, I think, mm-hmm. and it still works. It still works, and the battery lasts me oh close to a week. It's amazing, mm-hmm. but. I can't load any apps on it because the operating systems won't support the the operating system won't support the new apps. Yeah, and right. so and I can't load it's only a certain there's only certain um, up to a certain model that I can load the new operating system on. So it's stuck with an old operating system. It's stuck with old apps and the apps that it has got are starting to crash. <laughs> and so really I'm down to like I think I can watch Amazon on it and I can read my Kindle books on it and I can do a couple of other things the realestate.com one works but there's like four or five apps that I can keep using and it's starting to get really inconvenient but it's really annoying because it works and it's just mm-hmm. what they, they've built they've designed it to to for me to have to replace it and it makes mm. me so mad you know that they do that so and when I do get a new one I'm not getting an apple I'm kind of you know I'm too mad at apple over that says me with my what apple watch and my iphone but anyway (laughs) (laughs) not the ipad i'm going to go something different next time let us know let us know how you go Mm, well artwork is a big one i've i've gone through a lot of pictures on my walls in my lifetime because i would buy whatever matched my doona cover (laughs) (laughs) you know like i would i'd decide what i wanted in my room and then buy pieces of and not, we're not talking art here. We're talking prints, stuff from Target or oh, yeah. whatever. Um, slap them up on a wall, go, that's great. And then comes change of season, a change of style or whatever. Or I don't really like that picture of the flower anymore. I want something different. Oh, I've gone through a lot, but I'm not anymore. Now I've invested in a few things and mm. been really, I've t- again, I've taken a long time to figure out what I want. So if, I don't know what I want in a space. I just leave it blank until yeah, I decide. Yeah, until you do know. Um, yep. And then I'm like, right, if, I, if it's coming in, it's coming in for the long term. So I think if you change your mentality around that. Um, yeah. And don't and if you don't follow fashion either, like following yeah. fashion means that you, you are going to want to change things and things aren't necessarily going to last, you know. I, I love it when I walk into a house that, we, that we're clearing and, you know, they've still got all their furniture from when they first got married and all their art and all the trinkets and all those things, and they've lasted that long. I love the fact that they've gone, I don't need to redo everything in 80s style just because the stuff we have is from the 60s and then mm-hmm. redo it again in the noughties or whatever. They've just stuck with it. Speaking of, guess what I got for Christmas? You won't what? guess, but anyway. Three Bezic flying wall ducks. <gasps> that I is so cool. They are so cool. And so right now I've just got paper cutouts of ducks up on the wall because I'm trying to find that, the best place to put them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like moving around these paper cutouts. I even painted the paper cutouts so they look like the ducks. Um, and so they're stuck on the wall while I'm trying to decide exactly where to put them. But, but when you yeah. put your proper ducks up, can you just send me the paper cutouts? I'll just put the paper cutouts on my wall. <laughs> One of my friends already asked for that. <laughs> She said exactly the same thing. She said, oh, you can give me your paper ones. 
Anyway. Uh, uh, okay. We need to wrap this up. Um, toys. So anything that, like, you you kind of know what lasts. Um, wooden stuff, magnetic stuff, metal stuff, all that Lego. kind of stuff lasts Lego quite well. Lego never dies. Not lead-painted metal stuff, of course, but other metal stuff. Lego never dies. Exactly. Um, puzzles. Puzzles can last a really long time. Board games can surprisingly last a long time too, although the boxes are very quickly trodden on and stepped on and I don't mm-hmm. know how many times with old old board games I've had to put tape around the corners of the box to keep them mm-hmm. together. Um, one thing that someone mentioned while we're kind of in that toys, hobbies area was musical instruments, pianos, oh, yeah. trumpets, that kind of stuff. That's clearly not my bag but I'm assuming like most things, if you spend more, you get better quality, they last longer, they maybe yeah. serve you better. Yep. Okay, so Tara, just to round off this long episode, <laughs> let's just do a few quick tips for buying things once only. So this reiterates kind of, you know, the themes that we've been talking about through this. Save up for the absolute best quality you can afford at the time. Do the sums on the replacement costs if it makes you feel better. How often are you replacing those things? What are you spending over 10 years or 20 years if you buy once um, and buy better? Will you save money in the long term? Consider other payment options as well if that helps you to, to buy better quality now. Yep. Uh, buy secondhand. I think that's a really good way of finding good quality things that you only will need to buy once but not having to pay that premium price. Another tip is to read the reviews. This oh. is a bit of a, oh, I get so lost down rabbit holes in review reading. Yeah. I was talking to a friend recently who said that she's she finds it paralyzing, like reading the reviews and trying to decide what to do. And she gets to a point where she doesn't like she just can't decide <laughs> because there's too many reviews to read. Mm-hmm. One of the things I always think is people are very quick to write reviews when things are bad, but not mm. as often when things are good. And I speak for myself. If I get something that's yeah. junk, I'll be like, I need to tell the world not to spend their money on not this. To, yeah. But yeah. quite often when it's great, you think it's great. I, I'm happy. I don't need to shout that from the rooftops. I'm happy. It's not inconveniencing me enough to need to get back at it yeah. by writing a bad review. <laughs> so then when people do take the time to go on and write a good review about something, that for me carries extra weight. Yeah. Because I think, oh, look, if there's – only three reviews on this fry pan, but they're all good, they're all glowing, then I'm like, mm. that's awesome because people have liked it enough to feel like yeah. they want to take their time to say it's good. So Yeah, good point. Yeah, read those reviews. Also look up your warranties. So things with lifetime warranties or 10-year, 20, 15-year warranties, those long warranties, uh, they often are a really good indicator of the longevity of something as well. Like we mentioned before, try and avoid fads and faddish colours or designs. Try and go classic when you can or stick with something that you know is your individual style that won't date so that when you buy something good quality, you're not feeling regret in five years' time when Mm. it's still going perfectly but you don't like the way it looks anymore. So be really careful about that. Yep. Uh, compare replacement costs with repair costs. We kind of talked about that in the context of uh, the vacuum cleaner. So that can often give you a good indication of whether or not it's worth you buying the 
buy once product over the buy repeated product. Lucky last on the decluttering side, don't keep the old one. If you are buying quality, you shouldn't need a spare anymore. So that second one or that spare one that you used to keep should be able to go because if you've bought good quality, it should last. Totally. That is a great way to finish things up. Before we go, I just want to say there is a really good website that recommends products, has a free magazine available online and lots of articles about products that last longer and it's called Buy Me Once and I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out. You don't necessarily need to buy from there but it's a good place to go and research and get some ideas about some of the better quality items you might be looking for. So... If there are things that we haven't mentioned today, now I know we haven't talked about clothes, fashion, accessories, handbags, shoes, all of that. We have clearly talked for a pretty long time about everything else. (laughs) So there was no way we were going to try and cram that in. So we're going to do an episode coming up soon on fast fashion versus slow fashion and the pros and cons there. So we will cover that. But if there's anything else that you can think of that you might like to be considered in this list um, jump onto our Facebook community there's an amazing buzz going on over there find the thread and add the things that you've bought or you've been given or handed down that have lasted you a long time so that others can look out for them too and we will see you back here next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.